Hello and welcome to The View from the Ninian. It's New Year's Eve, we're coming to the end of 2018 and what a year it's been for Cardiff City. Ending it on a high with four points away from home and that crucial win against Leicester City. It's Spurs at home up next for Cardiff City. We're previewing that game today with Dan Moffat, the Cardiff City fan, and also with Stuart Fagg, the Spurs fan. But first, here's Dan. Mr. Dan Moffat, hello. Scott, how are you doing, mate? Yes, very well, thanks. How are you? Good, yeah, not too bad, thanks. Good, good. Obviously, we're recording this on New Year's Eve, the last day of, of 2018. Before we go into um, that fantastic win against Leicester and looking forward to tomorrow's game against Spurs, just want to reflect on 2018 as a whole. For you, as a Cardiff City fan, how has it been? I think it's, it's been amazing. Um, from when Warnock came in a couple of years ago, Look, he's brought the club back together. Um, he's taken us from the bottom half of the championship and he's he's taken us to the promised land of the Premier League. And that's something that I don't think can be forgotten by any Cardiff fan whenever he leaves. Um, it's been We've had brilliant away trips. We've had games against Hull. I think nobody is ever going to forget Sean Morrison's second goal going in against Hull. That's something to, to be recognised for the rest of the rest of our lives, I think. Um, it's It's been a brilliant year. And it's brilliant to be to be above the relegation zone in the Premier League after Christmas. It is, yeah. And off the pitch, one of the things that struck me the most, I've been going down the city for 22 years, something like that, and I can't remember a year where the fans and the team and the managers are, are so together. You know, Definitely. There's such a togetherness at the club. And, and like I said, I think Warnock deserves the credit for that. Um, of course, I think all you have to look at is um, players' social media. You've got them commenting underneath in, in each other's Instagram posts. I think that's quite a trivial thing to look at, but I don't, I don't think we've had that in our team for a, for a couple of years until Warnock came in. And it's nice to see the players supporting each other. And as you say, the fans off the pitch, oh, uh, there's a togetherness now that hasn't been uh, in the team for, for many a year now. Yeah, and on the pitch, like you said, we're, we're outside the relegation zone by three points um, obviously 2018 started with us sort of fighting for promotion getting that promotion and it's just been an incredible year on the pitch as well hasn't it and I think Warnock's uh, got City playing far above the um, probably where we should be we'll all we'll all be honest with that in terms of the championship and the Premier League but completely on merit you know the team works so hard they're effective in, in what they do and, and you know are getting results yeah, definitely. I'd agree with that. I think obviously we get we get slated sometimes by pundits and by fans of, of teams who think they're a better calibre, that we um, play a certain type of football that that apparently is in the old ages, but I would disagree. I think if it works, it works. And I think Warnock has brought in a certain calibre of player in, in Bamba. You've got Etheridge, you've got Arta that, that work for the team and, and play Arta's on loan. And you get the the stereotype of lone players that they don't care or they don't show enough passion. But I think Arthur has completely destroyed that. And um, he's shown that he wants to fight for Cardiff and you've got the whole team playing together now. And I think Warnock has really brought that, brought them all together. Yeah. On, on Arthur, I'm not sure if you saw it, but there's the video going around of uh, his celebration for Camarasa's goal. Did you see it? Yeah, I did see it. <laughs> Superb. And like I said, for, for a lone player to, to show that much care and passion for the club, 
is testament to him, but also testament to the club and the fans, I think, that he's come in and seen that atmosphere and bought into it so quickly, and, and Camaras are the same. Yeah, definitely, and and you know we're looking forward, if we could get him, I'm not sure where, where his intentions lay, I've seen that he said that he would love to stay with Cardiff, so if we can get him, that would be brilliant. Yeah, definitely, definitely, I think I'd be quite happy next summer if we threw all our money at Harry Art and Camarata. Yeah, I agree with you there, mate. So obviously, uh, on I've got lost track of days. Yesterday, we uh, yeah, it happens over the Christmas period. Yeah, I forget what day it is. Was it yesterday? No, it was Saturday, wasn't it? Saturday. Saturday yeah. <laughs> we went to Leicester, uh, who had come off the back of two fantastic wins against Manchester City and Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously beat us earlier on in the season in in a strange game, given given the circumstances. It was a, a really odd game to be a part of, wasn't it? For the yeah, fans, for it was for everyone. Going up there away from home, I don't think many people gave us much of a chance considering our, our away record this season, but I thought we were superb and it was our best performance away from home this season. I think it's, it's, it's the definition of, a, of an away of performance. It's a perfect away performance. Um, I think you mentioned they're, they've they've just beaten Man City and they've just beaten Chelsea. I myself was thinking I'll take a 2-0 loss because Leicester are a good team. They've you know, they yeah. won the Premier League a few years ago. They've still got the core of that team, minus Kante, minus Drinkwater. Um, and I think we showed the rest of the Premier League that we're not here to be taken lightly. We have, we set up shop. Okay, we put 11 men behind the ball. But look, we've come we've come away with three points. And that's all that matters. Yeah. And I think there's um, a few, maybe, opposition fans lose sight of that a bit and are so blinded by... Or Cardiff play rubbish football, play mm-hmm. hoofball, which which I think is totally unfair. Um, but but they lose sight of that and don't really give credit where where credit's due. And like I said I thought we were fantastic. I thought while yes we did um, put eleven men behind the ball a lot of the time, I thought we were really effective in pressing and forcing mistakes as well. I think um, Arthur and, and Patterson and Hoyler as well and Murphy were really good at, at pressing yeah. the back line. And um, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name but that the Turkish centre-half was forced into a, <laughs> a few mistakes as, yeah. as well and I think we deserved it that's that's the best thing about it is I think we really deserved that win definitely I think I think initially there was a poor reaction to the team news that Warnock had set out I yeah. think people were disappointed that there was no Bobby Reed and the 5-2-3 that worked against Palace um that wasn't showed again but I think it was the right decision considering the formational difference in Leicester's team I think we had to pack the midfield James Madison has been quality for Leicester this season. Um, him, him and Vardy's link-up play has been brilliant. And I think to, to, to pack the midfield and to, to silence Madison was, worked well. I think Arthur and Gunnison and Camarasa all did that very well. And um, we were able to come up in the last couple of minutes and Camarasa, who has been quality all season, um, what a goal. Yeah, just superb. One of those goals that you could just carry on watching over and over again, isn't it? Definitely. Just, mm-hmm. um, I think I saw someone tweet saying that, that that's probably our best goal in the Premier League over the two spells. And, you know, we've had some, some really good strikes. Uh, you know, those Hoylet ones, Jordan Much scored a couple of uh, crackers, didn't he, back in uh, yeah. under Malky. Yeah. But I think that probably is our best Premier League goal. Um, I think it's hard to argue against it. I think it's it, it kind of seeing the reaction of the fans. I saw a few videos from when the goal went in, in the away stand. And it just screams whole away last year, I think. Yeah. Um, it's kind of got that same buzz to it, and look, that shows you what it means to the fans. It does, yeah, and and obviously that that won the game, and that 
it was a superb goal, but equally as important was at the other end, Etheridge's penalty save and Saul Bamba's clearance. Definitely. Uh, Etheridge again showing, that's his, I think it's third penalty save this year. Yeah. And they've all been at crucial times, especially the, the one against them. Um, was it Newcastle at home? Um, yeah. It's a crucial stage in the, in the last minute of the game. Um, he's, he's, he's keeping us in the games. He's winning us points. And I think we've been blessed in the two seasons we've had in the Premier League. We've had David Marshall, who was unbelievable. And now we've got Neil Etheridge, who's just as good. And it's, he's got a strong back four in front of him as well. I think stronger than what we had um, the, the last time we were in, in yeah. the Premier League. Bamba's been amazing. I think Manga, who has received a lot of criticism from fans, has been fantastic. And Sean Morrison is Sean Morrison. Sean Morrison has been the, the ma- magical captain. Yeah. Um, and then you've got either Cunningham or who's come into his own, I think, recently. And Joe Bennett has been has been strong as well. So it's good to see strong back four. Look, that's two clean sheets in the last two games we've had. And I think if we can build on that against Spurs now um, on Tuesday, I think that would be um, brilliant. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Cunningham there, and and it's one of the sort of positions, probably the only position in the back line where there's a real fight for a place, isn't there? And um, I think a lot of fans, probably myself included, think that, that Bennett is is the better fullback and should should be starting to disappointed when he's dropped for Cunningham. But uh-huh. I do think I didn't Cunningham in the last couple of games he's played, like I said, he, he he's come into himself. He did make a couple of mistakes against Leicester and there was a, a dodgy back pass, wasn't there? Well there's yeah. two two dodgy back passes actually, one that almost went beyond Etheridge into the goal. Um but like I said he, he's coming to in his own but I'm what, what's your thoughts on the Bennett Cunningham battle? I think Bennett has, has has played enough now. I think he he He's my first left-back choice for me. Um, he links up well with Murphy on the left-hand side. I think he's played enough now with, with Arter and Gunnison. And he, he's played alongside Morrison and Bamber at the back that I think they just gel together brilliantly. But it's, it's nice to have the depth now. Hopefully, if Cunningham can you know, continue to develop and play how he did play with Preston last year. Um, I think it, w- it was Preston he was at, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. Yeah, but how he played with Preston last year, I think we were all impressed with his performances at Preston, but the Premier League is obviously a different ball game. And I think they've both um, managed to deal with it. I think Cunningham's had a few uh, panicky times, as you've mentioned, but um, for me, I would, I would pick Joe Bennett. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see on uh, tomorrow's game, who gets that, that slot. Obviously it's the visit of Tottenham uh, to the Cardiff City Stadium. They do come off the back of, of a loss to Wolves, uh, one of our fellow promoted teams. Uh-huh. It's going to be a tough game, isn't it? It is undoubtedly. I think look, we've we've not picked up any any points against the top six this season, um, but I think we have to look to to last time out when we played them at Wembley. We we set up shop well. Uh, we were we were determined. We would show grit, and we we only lost one nil, especially with Joe Rawls being sent off with uh, with half an hour left to play. I think that's something to look look forward to because it's it's a respectful performance, especially at Wembley, yeah. and. Um, we we showed flair. We showed a bit of quality. We hit the post. We were unlucky. Josh Murphy probably should have scored. Um, so there's always a chance. But I think Spurs, especially off the back of that three-one win, um, it's hard to look past them, especially with how they've been playing outside of yet last last game out out to Wolves. I think like they've beaten Bournemouth five-nil. They've beaten Everton six-two. There's there's goals in that team, undoubtedly. And there's always a danger when you've got the likes of Ericsson and Kane and Hugh on. So um, we're going to definitely have to be determined and set up shop well. 
Yeah, and like with, with these sort of big teams, it's very rare that they'll they'll sort of lose two in two in a row, isn't it? When Definitely, they do, yeah. When they do lose a game, they seem to respond really well, and um, that's almost the worry that they'll they'll turn it back on against Cardiff. But it'll be interesting to see how Warnock sets the side up because we've talked about obviously the Palace and and Leicester games in different systems, but. Spurs are, are quite a unique team in, in that they seem to play with so many attacking midfielders. Yeah, and, you know, like in, in Son the, the, and Ali and yeah. Ericsson. So how Warnock will will sort of limit their their creativity in that part of the pitch would be really interesting. I think going off, we, we tried to keep well, we we succeeded in keeping James Madison quiet on on Saturday. I think it's a different ball game when it comes, as you say, to all the Spurs um, attacking midfielders. You've got Ericsson, you've got uh, Deli Ali, you've got. You know, Winks has come in as well, and Sissoko, who's been left out of the side in recent months, has come back in um, the past couple of weeks, and he's looked really strong. I think it's it's key to keep the midfield three. I think, although Rolls has missed out, I think Gunnison, Arto, and Camarasa have really um, linked together well over the last few games now. And if we can keep, I thought Gunnison was fantastic at Leicester, by the way. Yeah. I think if if we can um, utilize him the same way against Spurs, um, and maybe. You know, uh, you know, with Patterson, that uh, we have this discussion all the time, and you've had it with with Beth, and I think on a few of the podcasts, um, Patterson will score from now on. Like he scored, he's a top scorer, of course. And the more he scores, I think I don't want fans thinking that we don't need a striker. I think that's still yeah. the number one position come January. But his hold up play has been amazing this year, and I think if we can utilize that again um, tomorrow. And to bring in Hoylet and to bring in Murphy, I think Patterson could be key, um, considering our other strikers on the benches, which which aren't which aren't really great at the minute with Sahor being not 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 back to full fitness yet. Yeah. And Gary Medine is just Gary the less said the better. <laughs> it's a strange situation, isn't it? We've seen about Patterson there, in that we all know that we need a striker in January. Yeah, you know, we're playing someone we signed as a right back up front, and and that's not a criticism of Patterson, but. We're in a situation where, should we replace him in the side, it's harsh on him, isn't it? It's, it's harsh yeah. to replace Patterson. I, I but... think so. I think he, he would fit in. It depends what type of striker Warnock or Tan want to bring in. But as you say, it's with his performances, he's merited staying in that team, I think. And it's just whether or not you play, you go two up front with him. I think at screaming out for Patterson and Reed up front, like big man, small man, yeah. your, your cliche football term, but I think I don't think we've seen that this season enough, if at all. And maybe that could work, maybe not. But yeah, it would be harsh to drop Patterson if we were to bring a striker in in January. Yeah, looking forward to, to tomorrow's game. Then, where do you think it'll be won and lost? Um, as I said, I think keeping Ericsson quiet is is crucial. We know he pulls the strings for for Tottenham. Um, I think Son has been quality recently, and Harry Kane is always a threat. But we're at home and Cardiff is not an easy place to come, especially over the festive periods with like such a high amount of games in quick succession. So I think it comes down to keeping their midfield quiet. Um, and I think Sean Morrison has to do a job on Harry Kane. Um, he, he kept him quiet at Wembley. Um, but I think, I think it comes down to that. I think it comes down to keeping Ericsson quiet and keeping the ball away from Kane because Look at the goal he scored against Wolves. Uh, like he doesn't need much time to to take a touch and, yeah. and put it in the net. So I think it comes down to that. Well, Dan, one more thing before before we let you go. What's your score prediction for the weekend or for tomorrow? Sorry. Uh, the optimist. My, well, my heart is saying uh, we'll get a point. 
1-1, I think. But my head, the Spurs, as you said, I don't think a team like them will lose two in a row. Maybe, you know, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, maybe there'll be a few sore heads. I doubt that. But um, I think I think it'll be 3-1 Spurs, the pessimist in me. Yes, I, I was just thinking what my score prediction would be. And I was thinking I'll end 2018 on, on a pessimistic note and, and say that a 2-1 loss. Um, but I think either of those results isn't... Uh, isn't something to be too disheartened by, you know. De- we're not gonna not. we're not gonna stay up by winning those games. Exactly. It's, and sense. I think I think the win against Leicester is so big for us that I think this Tottenham game is a free hit. So uh, I wouldn't blame Warnock if he wants to rest a few players, maybe bring in Reed again, and uh, maybe flip the style again. And you know we can have a go at them, and we don't need to be worried because we've picked up four points uh, in two away matches over the Christmas period, which. Of, which are two fantastic results, and you all you have to look at is Man City. Man City went uh, played Palace and Leicester and lost both. Yeah. So you know if we can look at that and compare it to us, then we've had a very good Christmas per- period. So what you're saying we're well, a better side than Man City? <laughs> yeah, definitely, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, Dan, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, no I hope you have all. a very good New Year. You too, Scott. Take it easy, mate. Do that. Bye. As always on View from the Indian, we're really keen to get the opposition view. Going to the Spurs game, we're joined by Stuart Fagg, who is a Spurs fan, who is also based in Cardiff. Stuart, hello. Hiya. Hello. How's, how's it going? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? Yes, very well, thank you. Uh, obviously, New Year's Eve today. Uh, how would you sum up 2018 as a whole, as a Spurs fan? Well, yeah, good again. I mean... It's getting weird now. I mean, we're getting used to Spurs being at a level where um, we're we're consistently becoming one of the top four teams in the league, and it's you know it's still a bit of an odd position for us as fans to be in. Um, uh, I think I looked at a league table yesterday where they summed up sort of league points over the year, and we were three points off Man City and Liverpool, and and you know when we produce results like we do against the big clubs at home. Um, you're getting used to it and it's good um, yeah obviously this, this season um, you're sitting in, in third they said yeah. you're two points behind Man City and nine points behind Liverpool um, yeah. you've got to be pleased with having you considering um, a lot of people questioned at the start of the season am I right in saying Spurs didn't sign anyone this summer no we didn't no <laughs> considering the money that Liverpool and Man City spent uh, and Chelsea and the other teams as well you've got to yeah. be pleased where you are and how the team are performing yeah, and it's credit to uh, to one man really as Pochettino. Um he's he's the reason that we're 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 staying up there. I mean, we've got great players at the moment. Um we do need bolstering, but um he's doing an absolutely fantastic job. We're third in the league with two centre midfielders. Musa Sissoko is our best player. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, but it's, it's, he's doing brilliantly. And, and once we lose him, um, I say once because I, it's inevitable. Um, uh, it's it's going to be sad. But we're, we're still in a mindset where looking up is an odd position. I mean, nine points away is Liverpool. If we'd have been on Wolves, it still would have been six points. But... I still, I personally still find myself looking down. We've got Arsenal with Chelsea below us. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, yeah, it's brilliant because we didn't sign anyone. We've got a thin squad, and he's doing a fantastic job. You've touched on it there a bit, but, but how important is is Pochettino from the outside? Obviously, we 
we can yeah. all look at, at and and say you know how good he's got you playing on the pitch and the yeah. effect it's made. But I suppose as a Cardiff fan, we we know or we we realise perhaps as much as as others don't how important Neil Warnock is to our club, yeah. not just on the pitch, but off yeah. it in uniting the fans and the board yeah. and everything that. Is Pochettino got a similar effect at Spurs? Do you think? He does, yeah. I think there's two people at the club at the moment that sort of embody the the way the, the club's going. I think it's Pochettino himself, and then we've got Harry Kane, um, you know, the academy prospect. Sort of, there's two players on the pitch at the end when we lose games, and it's Kane and Pochettino sort of clapping the fans. Um, yeah, I mean Pochettino and Kane, I'd say. But once we lose Pochettino, there's always the fear that you lose the players around him, and I think that's why he's so important. And do you, do you think, um, obviously there's been a lot of rumours about Pochettino, you said you think it's inevitable that he does leave, do you think he goes to United at the end of the season or is it a case of you know staying for Spurs yeah. a bit longer? It's, I, it's really hard to tell, I mean the media would have you think that he's gone in January but um, I think he'll go, it's hard to say, I mean summer, um, if we're Champions League and Manchester United aren't um, as simplistic as the viewers that may seem I do think he'll give Spurs another season um, but I do think it's probably likely that he'll leave within the next two years um, if we continue to sort of go without trophies um, we've got the stadium I think he'd like a year in there um, I think he'd like another year to sort of have a go at, with a budget because I think we'll have to spend this summer Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah I think depending there's a lot depending on where we finish in the league and where Man United finish in the league yeah. they're looking good for Europa League but I, don't, I still think top four might be a bit of a stretch for them yes yeah um, obviously on, on the pitch ignoring the Wolves game things yeah. have been going going really well before the Wolves game you five yeah. wins from the last five you just beaten yeah. Bournemouth 5-0 Everton yeah. 6-2 I mean, it was starting to look with Man City dropping a few points. It was starting mm. to look like you were the team to challenge Liverpool. Obviously, things yeah. came came crashing down a little bit against Wolves. What went wrong there? I saw you right. were at the game, weren't you? I saw you um, yeah, tweet about your, your awful Wembley record. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think I'm not going to go to Wembley anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been bad, but no, it was, I think it was just a case of fatigue. Um, you could see the players were dead on their feet. I think they went one nil up, and it was sort of. Uh, a case where they thought this might be a bit of an easy ride which it never is against Wolves and then they maybe sorted an opportunity to save some legs save some energy um, took the foot off the gas a little bit I don't think they had a single shot until they started conceding in the second half um, in the second half so it was it was, a, it was just a, one of those bad days at the office I mean every team has them Man City have lost a few games recently Liverpool yet to have one but um sort of just draw a line under it and go again against Cardiff tomorrow yeah we had um, a Cardiff fan on Dan earlier in the podcast and, and we talked about obviously Spurs lost that game but very rarely do um, these big teams lose two on, on the bounce and, and no. the worry from a Cardiff perspective but I guess the the hopeful thing for you as a Spurs fan is that that, that won't happen they'll come into the Cardiff game revigorated and, and determined to show that yeah. that they are a top team and they're not going to lose two in a row definitely yeah I mean it's a, it's, a, it's good that we're not playing you know Liverpool away uh, with all respect I think Cardiff's quite a good game to have because at the same time you're, you're 
you're not scrapping away at, I mean you're you're in a relegation battle but you're not right to the bottom where you're needing three points immediately to sort of pull yourself out of danger so if, yeah. it's a good time to play yourselves um, I mean Cardiff away is never going to be an easy match but I think some teams have come to Cardiff City and sort of had an easy ride some teams haven't obviously I mean <laughs> over the last how many games at home have you won in the last what five uh, is it four from the last five or something like that yeah, yeah so I mean it's it's becoming harder but I think a team like Spurs I mean we're better on the road than we are at home um, I hope that we have enough and I think it is a good time to play a, a car there for a, a team at the bottom because when we've got two centre midfielders we're struggling from the off You've, you're obviously based in Cardiff. Um, yeah. Have you have you seen much Cardiff this year? So yeah, what, what went, do you make of, of Warnock's side? Um, yeah, I, I, good. I mean, I went to um, Cardiff Leicester, um, which they lost, but and I, I did think they had they just didn't turn up that day, and it was you know it was overshadowed by the Leicester City owners. Yeah. The helicopter crashed, and I think that that game really never really got going, but. I've seen them since, and I haven't seen them live, but you know they've they've looked really good at home. Um, and you know, being Leicester this weekend, they've from what I, from what I saw, I mean, they've Etheridge made a couple of saves, but they certainly didn't get outplayed. No. Um, and I, I definitely think that they're a team that are getting better. Um, and they just sort of it's I think they're adapting to Premier League, and I think that's what the teams that stay up do at this time of year um, I've, yeah so I've been really impressed by Cardiff and I think they've made some really good signings I think Camaras is a really good player yeah. really good technical player I think every good Premier League team needs you know a Camaras <laughs> sort of <laughs> somebody's going to whip one in from 25 yards in the last minute yes um, yeah. yeah so yeah, it's, yeah I've been really impressed obviously earlier on in the season um, Cardiff travelled to Wembley and mm. lost one nil, but I think that mm-hmm. the feeling amongst the, the the Cardiff fans was that that we gave you a very good game, and, and that we yeah, perhaps we, did, yeah. we perhaps almost uh, deserved or could have definitely snatched a draw, and and that definitely will give Cardiff fans hope going into this game. Um, yeah. From a Tottenham point of view, you were you were probably poor that day, I think, um, from yeah. your usual standards, and and you'd be hoping that there's not a repeat of that performance. Yeah, that was definitely one of those sort of performances where I think we took our foot off the gas a little bit, thinking, you know, this might be a bit of a stroll. Um, and I think this team still needs to learn that you can't do that in the Premier League. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think Joe Rawls got sent off that day. Um, he did, yeah. That tackle on, um, was it Lamella or, no, Lucas Moura, wasn't it? Lucas Moura, yeah, he made a bit of a meal of it, but I think it, I think it was a red. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... I th- yeah, we were definitely off par that day, but that's the thing. I mean, Cardiff might have forced us to be off, you know, any forcing us to be tactically different or whatever it might have been. I'm not clever enough to know it, but <laughs> that's that's um, something that we should be looking out for, really. I mean, Cardiff is not an easy team to play. Yeah, no, in that game, um, and, and as a Cardiff fan, we've been used to mm. it throughout the season that that we don't get much possession. I think in that Spurs game, we had 24% of the possession, which which Premier League level it, it, it is unbelievably low. But we're used to playing without the ball and and forcing yeah. teams to break us down. Um, 
for a side like Tottenham, I think one of the worries from a Cardiff perspective is you've got so many good creative players, particularly in that um, yeah. sort of attacking midfield role with Son and Eriksson, Deli mm. Ali, Lamella, Lucas Moura. You could go on, couldn't you? And, and I think if Cardiff are going to get anything from this game, it's going to be stopping those guys from playing and stopping that service into Kane. Um, yeah. But I mean, you you can tell it's more better than anyone how good those guys are. Yeah, I mean, we've got we've got we've got Kane. Obviously, I mean, he was pretty much not a fight against Wolves. I mean, they did a really good job on him, and I think that's probably Cardiff will probably look towards his defensive job and see what they've done and sort of do the same to Kane. But at the same time. Kane just pulled off for a couple of seconds, put on his left foot and banged it in from about 30 yards. So it's hard. Um, and then you've got, I don't know what team will play because I think Deli Ali had a very bad game against Wolves. But before that, he's been unbelievable. Um, it's more his movement than anything than sort of his intricate passing. I mean, Deli Ali will pull defenders away from the likes of Kane and the likes of Ericsson to give them more space. We've got Ericsson, who again had another bad game and would be looking to sort of prove a point. Um, he's coming into sort of, he's, he's a weird player that sort of plays in the second half of the season mostly. He'll, he'll grab a hat full of goals, a hat full of assists, probably from now until May. Um, and then the yeah, son, who is coming alive just before he goes off to the Asian Cup, which is difficult. Um, and Lucas Mora um, is a player that I'm yet to see what it's all about really I mean he's a good player don't get me wrong but he's a very wasteful player he reminds me of um, this might seem a harsh comparison but Yannick Palassi <laughs> um, he's very very skillful get the ball out of really narrow areas and great but when he gets to sort of finding that final pass he just seems to play the wrong ball or he's just wasteful and he scored some very big goals for us already I mean I can't criticise him too much but he's not the sort of player you want to break down Cardiff and he'll probably score a hat-trick now and <laughs> whatever but yeah I, there's something about him that maybe you'll see it um, there's just yeah he's lacking something and I think that's why PSG were happy to let him go Yes, yeah. Final show, um before I let, yeah. let you go and enjoy your, your New Year's Eve, what's your score prediction for tomorrow? Ooh, I don't think it'll be... I think Spurs will win, sorry. But <laughs> I don't think it'll be an easy one. I think it'll be a... Let's go for a 2-1 Spurs. Perfect. Well, hopefully uh, 2019 doesn't start off too well for you, Stuart. But, um, but best <laughs> of luck and, uh, and Happy New Year. Yeah, best of luck. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to View from the Ninian. We're for fans, by fans. You can catch more like this at viewfromtheninian.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, so make sure you check us out. Come on, city.